What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to talk today and uh, the rest of this week uh, on the first subject that I really wanted to break down um, uh, in depth, and it's the subject of the anointing. Uh, I've been at the uh, uh, a member of the River at Tampa Bay Church for 20 years, grew up in church, but it's really just in the last number of years. You, you, it's funny, you can hear certain things preached from the pulpit time and time again, but a lot of times those things don't register until there's other foundation. There's another foundation that's in place. Uh, so, thing one of the most important things that God showed me um, uh, in in the last maybe uh, decade or so was the difference, the understanding of of the difference of spirit, soul, and body. That one subject alone, which we which we've talked about on this uh, podcast has helped me to understand many other subjects in the Bible. So that's why you can read the same New Testament books, and obviously the Old Testament too, but the same Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Philippians. You can go through First and Second Corinthians and Romans, and, and they can mean something new to you every time is because there are certain things that click into place that now make other things make sense. You could have read the verse a hundred times before, but because... There was revelation that came about a certain thing. This now makes sense. So we're going to dive into the subject of the anointing. Um, this will be something that I'm willing to bet that if you listen to it now, you'll get something from it. If you came back in a year and listened to it again, you'd get something else from it because that's the nature of revelation. It's like an interlocking puzzle. It builds on itself. Um, uh, but we're going to start with the scripture in 1 John. Um, so we talk about the anointing. Um, what is the anointing? But 1 John chapter 2 And I'm going to read verse 20, and it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. The first thing you need to understand is that as a believer, you are anointed. Say it with me. Say, I am anointed. But it says here, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. When you got born again, what we've talked about over the last um, few weeks, what you got, when you got born again, your spirit was sealed by the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Ghost. So there was a, a new creature that came out of the new birth, right? The Bible calls it being born again. Your spirit is born anew. So your spirit man is anointed. Your body isn't anointed. Your mind isn't anointed. You can have, you can have an anointed mind. You can have the mind of Christ. But it's your spirit man where the anointing resides. It's on the inside of you. It's who you truly are. So you have an anointing. So how come there's people who preach who you can tell they're anointed and there's other people who preach and it's dry? Why? It's because they haven't learned to access the anointing on the inside of them. Every born again believer is anointed. Why? Because the Bible says the greater one lives on the inside of them. If Jesus was anointed then you're anointed too because he lives on the inside of you by the Holy Ghost. The second thing we need to know is that once you know you are anointed is that the anointing is not yours. Uh, The anointing doesn't belong to you. The Bible says um, in 2 Corinthians 4, it says, And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's not your anointing. People go around saying, oh, you know, my anointing is to do this. My anointing is to do that. It's actually God's anointing. You're the vessel that carries it. In the same way, the cup can't say the Coca-Cola is my Coca-Cola. You're a vessel. You carry the anointing. Just because you have it doesn't make it yours. In the same way, you can can give me 
your Bible and I can, or you can hand me your Bible. I can use your Bible. I can read from your Bible. I can utilize your Bible. You can give me a shovel and I can use the shovel and have the shovel and, and utilize it. Doesn't make it my shovel. The anointing is not your anointing. It's God's anointing placed on the inside of you. He can lift the anointing anytime, anytime he wants. People can lose, people can backslide. Someone who's a Christian who backslides and turns their back on God doesn't keep the anointing that God has for them. So number one, you are anointed. Number two, it's God's anointing. That's a good thing to know because it, first of all, takes the pressure off of you. Secondly, it makes it that um, uh, obviously the credit goes to God, but that you can't get a big head about who you are because you're at the end of the day just a vessel. Uh, uh, John said, I must decrease so he can increase. And it's the same. The flesh has got to get out of the way so that Jesus can shine bright. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He said, I'm the light of the world while I'm in the world. And then he said, you're the light of the world. Why? Because he was going to come on the inside of us. And so the unction, the anointing is from the, ho- the, from the Holy One. I'm going to read verse 27, 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received from him, So where did it come from? The anointing originates from God, and we've received it for while we're here on the earth. Abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. The next thing to know about the anointing is the anointing teaches you. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you is the one who's who's anointed. When you want the anointing to flow, it's by a relationship with the Holy Ghost. And by the word of God, the word is anointed, uh, but it's the, it's the Holy Spirit. It's his anointing and he's the teacher. The Bible calls him the teacher. So he's teaching you, but it can be said that the anointing is teaching you. What does that mean? The anointing this, you can almost look at this verse and say, Hey, that's good. I don't need to go to church. I don't need any uh, minister to tell me what to do because God will teach me. The anointing teaches me. Well, that's not what it's saying. It's saying that you'll be able to tell and, and discern things by the anointing. You'll be able to look and see when something's right. You've had it where you talk to somebody and they're saying all the right things, but there's just something wrong. There's just something not right. Man, I just got this vibe. It's the anointing on the inside of you. The anointing is your great protection for the future. Say that with me. The anointing is your great protection for the future. You know, when you esteem the presence of God, when you say, God, I'm, I'm grateful for this anointing that you've given me, let it protect me. You know, you put yourself in a place where God will guide you and protect you all the way. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, you guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. On the inside of you right now is everything that you need. But are we willing to stop and listen? When the Holy Spirit came on the inside of us, he is all we need to accomplish what God has for us in this life. And then also, uh, he is all we need um, to make it to heaven. And so for us, it's, are we willing to follow? You know, many people, and if you hear anything I say on this podcast today, many people are looking for a formula. I've been there. I'm a very formula type person. I was in sales for a long time and, and all right, how do I stand? Okay. This stand this way. What face, you know, what do I do with my eyes? What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my, people would ask these questions. How many times do you do say this? And people are looking for a formula. But when it comes to this, it's not a formula. It's a relationship. 
it's you and the Holy Ghost. It's you developing a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger. You shall, they, you shall not follow. They shall not follow. It's learning to cultivate a listening ear that you're not off running. Christianity is not God passing you the baton and saying, all right, go son, I'll see you when you're done. It's, it's Psalm 23 that he leads me beside still waters. Christianity is you following the leading of the Holy Ghost. You may have been led by the anointing already today and not even remember that was it. Have you had it where you've gone to a restaurant and you you get ready to order something and you just feel an uneasiness? Like, man, I should just order something else. And so you order something else and you never know why, but you just felt this, man, just not today. Let me not get the, the fried chicken today. And you don't know why. And heaven will tell the story that there was food poisoning ready to be had from that fried chicken or whatever it is, right? People have said things like, oh, I was in a foreign country and they placed this meal before me. And on the inside, I just knew, hey, something's not right. But I ate the meal anyway. And I got this terrible food poisoning. That was the anointing, which was come alongside to help you. It was there to, to, um, it was there to help you and keep you in what God had called you to do. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, for many people, they say things like, uh, they say things like, I'm not, um, I don't have the type of personality to win souls. You know, I'm a, uh, a Neogram 5. I'm, a, uh, I, I'm to myself. I'm not outgoing. I can't walk up to someone and tell them about Jesus. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the righteous are bold as a lion. But the Holy Ghost wants to empower you. You know, when you received the Holy Ghost, you received all the power you need to, to witness. So if you're struggling with boldness to share your faith, Acts 1.8 needs to become your new, your new theme. Lord, I thank you. You said, I shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon me. Power to be a witness. So Lord, I've received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So I have the power already. Father, I, I even thank you now that I have the power to be a witness, to walk up to any person, young or old, rich or poor, uh, doesn't matter who, that I can walk up to anybody and tell them about the goodness of God and what Jesus did for them. And so it's the anointing that God places on your life. Really, the anointing for me is pretty similar to what grace is. You know, I've defined grace on this podcast as God's equipping, God's ability on the inside of us. And the anointing is really the same. When God calls you to do something, he anoints you for it. Uh, the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke 4. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. What? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What, what brings people out of wheelchairs? What heals people? It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, it's the most precious thing that we have. The, without the anointing, you without the anointing, the leading of God, without the anointing teaching us, how can we expect to know anything? You could spend hours and hours in the Bible and not learn anything. It's the anointing that teaches you. So it's it's the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me. The next thing you need to know is that the anointing is for a purpose. Christianity has never been and will never be about us. I want you to think think of this. There's, there's three groups here in your life. There's uh, God, there's you, and there's everybody else. Who do you serve? You serve God, right? So if you were, were going to put these in order of importance, 
who's more important? You would put God at the top, right? I serve God. I live my life for God. But then what about you and everybody else? What does the Bible say? Does it say love one another, love your neighbor as yourself? Does it say uh, no, no greater love than this, a man who lays down his life for his friends? I've called you to lay down your life. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love and love your neighbor as yourself. So where would you put, the Bible says, humble yourself. Paul said, I serve, I serve them. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ and I serve you through the gospel. So where does everyone else go? They go right above us, right? We humble ourselves, the Bible says, to um, esteem others greater than ourselves. And so for us, on the scale of all three, where are we? We're, <laughs> we're down at the bottom. The good news is, is when Jesus came, he came to serve the Father, but he put us above him. He's up in heaven now praying. So we don't have to have ourselves. That's Christianity. Take yourselves off the most of the throne of your own life. Put God there. Humble yourself and God will take care of you. But for us, the anointing is for a purpose. And so for us, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You know, there's an anointing to make money. You know that you can use the anointing in business. There's been many times for me that I've used the anointing in business, the leading of God. I'll tell you a story. One of my favorites back from my door knocking days, uh, I was working in this neighborhood in Loudoun County, Virginia, and I'd uh, worked my way into this cul-de-sac, actually started in this cul-de-sac, and there's maybe eight or 10 houses in this cul-de-sac, and I'd sold a bunch of them. I'd sold like seven of them. Um, And so at that point, when you've sold so many, I just have this knowing, like if I can just find the people home, the rest of the homes, I, I kind of know that they're going to buy. But uh, this one guy, man, I could never find him home. I knocked on his door, must have been six or eight times. So a little while goes by, like a week goes by, I'm still knocking in the same neighborhood. I'm knocking, I'm knocking. It gets to a certain time of night, um, it's late, and it gets to a certain time of night, and I just feel, man, I need to go knock on this guy's door. I think of the house. I pull up my map, and even though I'd worked my way all the way away from his house, I realized on the map that the street that I was on was actually adjacent to it. There was just no way to drive to get there. But if I cut through this backyard, I could be on the little cul-de-sac. Anyway, so I cut through. And as I cut through, I walk out onto this little cul-de-sac. The guy pulls up into his driveway. Now, this is just a feeling on the inside. I got to go back. All of a sudden, there's urgency. I got to go back. The guy pulls up and, uh, and he pulls up and I'm like, hey, man, I'm Ryan. I'm with so-and-so. This is what we're doing. I start talking about the, uh, I did uh, home security systems. And he says, Man, craziest thing. Two nights ago, you know that big storm that we had? I said, yeah. He said, that big storm, that thunderstorm, lightning struck my house and fried my home security system. I just started making phone calls today about replacing my security system. And I'm like, well, we signed up all your neighbors. He's like, come on in. And I thought to myself, that is so crazy that here I am. A week earlier, I couldn't have got him. And who knows, had I got him a week earlier, he didn't need a security system. He already had one. But here I am a week later, and all of a sudden there's this urgency. Hey, get back to where he is. I get back there. He pulls up, and then he's like, man, I need it. Lightning struck my house two nights ago. And I still to this day don't really know how to, what to think of this. If, if this man was uh, uh, not a Christian, and the Lord let lightning strike his house so that I, the wealth of the wicked could be laid up for the just, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind saying that the Lord allowed lightning to strike his house. I don't know how that works, but... That worked out well for me. (laughs) But that's the anointing, the anointing teaching you. Hey, you just need to be here. Have you had it where someone says, hey, where the Lord says, hey, call this person. That's the anointing on the inside of you. So what we do, and I'm going to wrap up with this. We'll talk more about this this week. But what we've covered so far is that you're anointed. The anointing is not yours. It belongs to to God. You, You have it for the time being. You're a vessel. 
And then the anointing is for a purpose. So we're going to talk more about that as the week goes on. Um, But stay tuned. Share the podcast if you don't mind. We appreciate it. We love you. Thanks for listening. Um, We're going to do one of these weeks coming up a whole week on relationships. My wife, uh, my son's uh, four weeks old now, little Luke, Timothy. What a little champion. Um, Sleeps like a champion, eats like a champion. Everything you're supposed to do at four weeks old. But my wife's going to get back in the mix here uh, soon. But we love you. We'll see you soon.